0: Welcome to the Holy Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Heather, and this is the podcast where we strive for holiness even when everything in the world and our personal lives can feel like it's a massive hot mess. From deep theological chats to simple practical advice, we talk about it all here, all in hopes that we can encourage each other to keep our eyes, hearts, and minds set on heaven. Hey guys, so I am here just by myself today, rambling a little bit, and Today we're going to talk about the fact that Advent is right around the corner and just a few things we've done for my kids for St. Nicholas Day or if you don't have kids yet for your kids in your life or even for yourself to really pause for a minute. And this is causing me to be kind of introspective because I'm going to talk a little bit about like gift guides and things, but that's not what the season's about. And I'm just realizing as we're coming into this season, I feel like October and November and September really have just been absolutely insane. Not bad, but just insane. Like trips and things and go and be and do. Can you hear my chair creaking? So professional. And I... We were at Bible study the other day and we're doing a walking with purpose Bible study. Highly recommend. I went through it by myself uh, once. It's like 21 weeks long. It took me like three years to complete, but it was wonderful. It's called Opening Your Heart. I'll try to put a link to it. Okay, so I actually remember I just stopped and made a note. So I'm going to put a link to that, but it's it's a great Bible study. It links the catechism with the Bible, with theology. And it's wonderful. <clears throat> And something that really struck out to me was that the Lord pours his gifts into empty hands and that the Lord speaks in silence. And I just thought, I am so busy. There is not a moment of silence in my life. There is not a moment of not busyness. You know, when I sit down to pray, I'm literally thinking of, I should put this on my to-do list. Oh, I have to do this. I have managed to volunteer to like run an entire charity event, uh, try to maintain homeschooling my kids. I'm barely eating because I'm so dang busy. And then I get hangry and grumpy. Hormones are crazy. I've gained weight, a number of things. And if you're in the same kind of season, this is when you need to stop and take stock of everything. So I, what I'd like to do is eventually, after we kind of talk about this topic today about like preparing your heart and yourself for Advent, because right now, as I'm recording it, we're, we've got like a week, a week and a half, a week and a few days till Advent starts. Like, what November flew by in a fa in a flash. But then after that, we're gonna do this little ten day de- declutter challenge, which is gonna be great. It's gonna get our stuff out of our home, and then I really want to dive into like a woman's rule of life. And I've talked about this before in my podcast, but it's basically setting your priorities up the proper way and giving time to where those priorities are. So there's five areas of the priorities. It's uh, prayer, so your relationship with God, person, your relationship with yourself, and your health, well-being. Not self-care in a selfish way. Self-care and like, are you eating? <laughs> are you drinking water? I mean, I lately... TMI have been like peeing at 5 PM and being like, when was the last time I peed? I don't know. And then my pee smells like straight coffee, which means I'm just surviving off of caffeine at this moment. And like, life is not even that crazy. I've done it to myself. So prayer, person, partner, your, your relationship um, with your spouse. If you're not married, you still need to be cultivating those things. If you're completely single, you still should be cultivating those things. Um, So we got prayer, person, partner, parent, um, parenting, the children, raising the children, whatever, and then finally provider, how you make money for your family, how you do all those things. And I know that at any one moment, balances are going to ebb and flow. Nothing's ever going to be perfectly in balance. But at the root of your day, that needs to be your priority, and so for me, I know Instagram and even trying I don't I'm not trying to be an influencer by any means. I'm actually terrified of that. Um but I wouldn't mind the residual income especially because surprise, we might be moving to a different country. <laughs> and if we're moving to that different country, then photography is not I I don't <laughs> I don't speak Spanish. So I don't really know how I would do photography. And so I love being creative and I thought I maybe I could make money and I've got a friend who makes money on Instagram, affiliate marketing and stuff. And But the problem is, is, is those things can become obsessive in my mind and I start really trying to do those things and I think it's goal setting, but in reality, it's prioritizing the wrong things. Am I praying in my day? Am I getting my workout in? Am I making sure homeschooling is done? Is my home relatively clean? Is there peace and joy in my home? Then I can move on to the hobbies obviously this is a little different for somebody who's making an income to pay their mortgage. That's very different, but there's still priorities that need to be made. You know, if you're working 90 hours a week to stretch yourself thin to afford vacations or something, but you never see your children and you're a frazzled mess, the house is always a mess, you're screaming and yelling all the time, then like priorities need to shift. And I I think it's, Advent is a really, really good time to take stock in that. So, Little plug for this Declutters um, challenge. Honestly, when I do challenges like this, it's because I need it. (laughs) And it's accountability for me. So right now I'm sitting in my office. Um, It's not even my office. It is my husband's computer desk. And it's got two kid desks, a little kid table. There's homeschool crap just absolutely everywhere. Um, Books, things are jumbled. It's very overwhelming. And when you're living in a space that is overwhelming like that, it's very distracting and uh, your productivity goes out the window. When you feel like you don't have control over your home, you then feel like you don't have control over anything. So I've had myself complaining, a few other friends complaining about the fact that Christmas is coming and I don't want stuff coming into my home. Like the joy of gift giving for my kids is sucked dry for the pure fact that I'm like, I don't want to bring more crap into my home. I absolutely do not, and then I was like, then it's time to declutter. What better way to hold myself accountable than to have a little declutter challenge? I tried to do this starting on like the 10th or something of November, and then we went out of town on the 14th, and so yeah, when I'm at the beach with my family, I'm not really like keeping up on sending out an email campaign, so that was really dumb. So I sent an apology letter because I'm all about that humility life. And um, we're going to start again. And I said we were going to start on the 28th. I guess that would only be three days. Really. We're going to start on the 28th because it's a Monday. We're going to go Monday through Friday and then Monday through Friday. And we're just going to declutter 10 different spaces in our house. It doesn't even have to be full rooms, but maybe it'll give everybody the motivation to get some stuff out of our house and like come into the season joyful and ready to go. And then we're also going to kind of talk about how you have hard conversations with people. Like, hey, grandma, we really don't want a bunch of junk in our house this year. And all the stuff is overwhelming. And we don't want you to give the kids gifts this year. Maybe give them experiences or just one gift. That is very hard for my parents' generation. So if you're listening, probably your parents' generation to hear I feel like a lot of the people in that generation show their love through gifts. And so when you are rejecting those gifts because of healthy boundaries about clutter and that your house is overwhelming and that it's sucking the peace out of your house, all those things, they take it as if you're rejecting them and their love, which is obviously not the case. So how do you have these conversations? You know what I mean? How do you gracefully and lovingly say like, we love you and we love the gift of you. My kids don't need these things. And that's a difficult conversation to have. I'm actually going to like interview my mom and my mother-in-law about this because a couple years ago, um, I lost it and probably threw away 50 to 60% of the stuff in our home. And over the past six years, my family has really respected this boundary. And I think they've been like, Oh, well, she's just going to throw the stuff away. But you know, how do you get to that point of somebody that's respecting that boundary and not taking it as an insult? So we're going to talk about that. So anyways, you want to sign up for the declutter challenge. It's going to be an email challenge. I've got aspirations for like making a video and stuff, but let's be real. So you just go to holyhotmess.net slash declutter. Sign up for it. It'll get you pinged in on this email list. And you'll get an email every morning, Monday through Friday for two weeks on how to declutter all this stuff. Okay. So going into kind of this Advent prep thing. Twofold. Spiritually, how are you going to prepare yourself for the coming of Christ? Like this should be the... the the basis of our whole life because christ is coming whether we want to admit that or not christ is coming either at our particular judgment when you know when we meet god when we die or at the final judgment when the world like implodes or whatever is gonna happen <laughs> and so you need to live every moment of your life as if your soulmate is coming but like, how often do we? I mean, I'm just so busy right now that I feel like there's no space for God. And and if I make space and I don't ask for the grace of God to fill that space, then it's filled with distraction and vice and things like that. And so I'm I just am getting very introspective that I was spending you know one to three hours a week in adoration, had this great schedule. September hits and it's like, well I'm tired. Oh, well I'm busy. Oh, well I'm this. And in reality, when I wake up at 530 in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, I am much more productive. I get stuff done. And then it's like the afternoon comes and I can get these hobby things like recording a podcast or whatever done. But right now I'm waking up when the kids wake up. It's all chaos. I'm like not prepared for homeschool. So that takes way longer than it needs to. And then I'm like aggravated at the kids because they're taking so long on homeschool, but really I wasn't prepared for the day. And then it's like, oh, crap, it's lunchtime, uh, but I need to go work out. I don't really like the workout today. I'm not going to go do Like, whatever. I am literally going on this tangent. But all of that to say that because my <clears throat> because my day isn't ordered properly, because um, my, my compass is not set on first Christ and then loving people as Christ loved them, in the form of my vocation and the duties I've been given, um, I'm being disobedient. Like I know God has asked me to wake up at five o'clock in the morning, not saying God has asked you to do that. I just know very clearly that the answer to my prayers was that God was telling me you have to wake up before the children and get quiet time. And I know that so clearly that the fact that I am not doing it right now means I'm being real disobedient. Like flat out alarm goes off. I know what you want, God, but I'm going to do me. And like, that's the epitome of sinfulness. It's no, this is not thou shalt wake up at five o'clock in the morning before the children is not in the Bible. I do know there are some places in the Bible that's like the wonderful, amazing woman wakes up before the sun and yada, yada, yada. But what I'm saying is that because I was in communication with God, so like intimate communication throughout the summer. I knew what he was asking me to do. I was allowing silence in my life and I was following it and it was great. And now I'm not allowing that silence in my life. I'm allowing the busyness to creep in. And because of it, my spirituality is so dry, guys. And this is not the season for the dry spirituality. So how do we, as really busy humans, busy Christian Catholic women, really pause and take stock and say, okay, this season is about Christ. It's not about the gifts. It's not about the decorations. It's not about all the things. How do I do that? And I think the first thing you do is convince yourself that you can say no. Convince yourself that you can say no. You you can say no that your children only need one gift from you. Okay. Get the comparison game out of the window. I saw a woman on Instagram who runs her own business and makes great amount of money. And I, I don't, I don't make money really for my family. I make enough money to literally cover this podcast and my blog. <laughs> I'm not making a lot of money. And I saw she had like three shopping carts full of toys for her kids. And when they wake up on Christmas morning, there's tons of toys. And first I felt myself like, oh, I wouldn't want all that stuff in my house. And then I felt myself really jealous at the fact that she could give her kids those things. And both of those thoughts were wrong. The thought should have been, that's awesome, that she can show her kids love that way. But that's not how I show love. And I have to honor that. You don't have to go to all the Christmas things. You don't have to buy every teacher, helper, whatever, something for Christmas. You don't have to have perfectly done Christmas cards that are done by a fancy photographer. You don't even have to have Christmas cards at all, y'all. You know what I did? I collected a bunch of email addresses because if I can't get physical cards out this year because I might not be able to, then I'm going to send out an email Christmas card. Easy peasy. So you have to give yourself the grace to say no because materialism and commercialism and marketing is going to make you feel like if you your Christmas isn't perfectly curated, if the bows aren't perfectly tied on the on the presents, if the wrapping paper isn't crisp and beautiful, then somehow you're failing. But you know what? The only thing you're failing at is remembering the real true meaning of what's happening. So in years past, what I've done that I've really loved is, I believe Blessed Is She has an advent. Um Let me Google it. Okay. I just looked it up and then I emailed them to see if they can get me like a discount link or something. But Blessed is She has an Advent journal this year. It's a devotional that is called Peace Has a Name. I'm just going to read you the blurb. It says, this Advent, you're invited to rest in God's peace, preparing your heart for the Prince of Peace to be born at Christmas time there. The world cannot give us peace, nor can we find it in ourselves without the gift of God's grace. Would you like to enter into the Christmas season restored and ready? This originally designed book contains meaningful reflection essays written by authors from the Blessed Is She writing team. Spend time with passages from sacred scripture. Learn to ponder and pray with them. Each week, you'll observe and pray with a sacred artwork as well. With original photography, vulnerable stories from women in all different seasons and walks of life, this book will help you experience God's restoration and prepare for Christmas. This is perfect for you to do with a small group or just by yourself. So I'm literally clicking lines. I'm, I'm going to do that because I need something to help rest and restore and reset my soul because this, I have allowed the busyness to creep in that I have pushed God's voice almost completely out of my heart. Like you guys can tell if you're loyal listeners to the podcast that the more podcasts I produce, the more consistently that's, that means I'm doing well spiritually. If I die off completely, that's like something's going on. I'm not in massive spiritual warfare. I just, I've just been so busy that it's been the last thing on my mind. And that is not how you treat your soulmate if i treated my husband like that who is not my soulmate he's my life mate if i treated my husband like that our relationship would fizzle we would each seek other things to fill the void that not having a relationship with each other is creating and and christ never stops pursuing us but if we stop pursuing him y'all all the things creep in so that advent devotional there's also another one pause going to look it up Okay, Dr. Edward Sri also has has a book called The Advent of Christ, and it's like scripture reflections on Advent. I just looked it up, and I'm pretty sure I was thinking about his Lenten one. It's not for Advent. But one of the ones I love, you can get it on Audible. You can get it on, I think, Christian Book. You can download it on like a Kindle or something, or you can just get the hard copy. I got the hard copy. It's wonderful. I'm going to read it again this year. It's called Joy to the World. And it's by Dr. Scott Hahn. And if you listen to this podcast at all, you know I love Dr. Scott Hahn. But Joy to the World is um it's it's just a wonderful, easy to read theological, like about all the things. Christ coming and just how beautiful and wonderful and amazing it was. And and it's resets everything. Another thing we're gonna do, I think, as a family, is watch the chosen. I think. That series just shows Christ's humanity so well. It's beautifully produced. It's not cheesy Christian TV, um, and I love it. So I think I want my family to sit down and watch it. I just had to pause, too. I didn't yell at my kids. I, like, shouted across the house because somebody was playing some cookie monster game, and y'all, it was so loud. (laughs) So... So we're gonna get into all the rule of life stuff when I kind of start that five-week series on that. But for right now, just practical things, practical things for Advent that we can do. Uh, Twinkle lights. I mean, I'm kind of kidding, but I am in no mood to decorate for Christmas. I've never been one to like jump super fast, but I have tried to like before Thanksgiving. And Brandon will be like, rain it in their home, girl. But this year, I'm like, oh, y'all, Thanksgiving is next Thursday. And I have a new desire to decorate. So I'm just going to keep it simple and sparkly and just warm and cuddly. That's what I'm going to do. I have barely any Christmas decorations as it is. (laughs) But I'm not going to overwhelm my house with stuff. I actually think we're going to wait until Christmas to put ornaments on the tree. Just so that that can be a fun thing we do Christmas Eve is put the ornaments on the tree. We also have really gotten into, uh, since having kids, St. Nicholas Day. And we don't make a big deal out of it. But we also don't buy any secular toys when we do St. Nicholas Day. And basically what I did last year is I got these little tote bags, you know, canvas tote bags. And my friend Rachel, uh, she on Etsy and Instagram, she's Rachel Rosemary. She was selling these little canvas tote bags that she like tie-dyed and hand-embroidered Jesus Loves You on it. And I got one in each of my kids like colors because, you know, my kids all have assigned colors. And I filled those with things they could do at mass and coloring book, you know, a little box of crayons, a little saint doll from like Shining Light Dolls. I got an affiliate link for that. So I'll link that in there because I think you get like 10 or 15% off if you use the code. What else? Oh my gosh. I found these really cool little, they look like bingo, you know, the bingo boards that you can use in the car and it's just got like a little window where when you close it, it's like red and it closes the bingo board. It's that, but it's the order of the mass. So the kids can bring it. It's absolutely quiet. And my kids can be like, oh, opening prayer, close that little one oh, you know, now we're now we're doing the readings, close that one. Now we've done the gospel, close that one. Now the homily, close that one. Oh, the offering. Oh, the prayers of the faithful, close that one. And it's been great because my twins are always like, are we done yet? When is this over? And I'm like, that is so rude. <laughs> so this has been really good because they'll be like, only four more, only three more. And it's got like little pictures and stuff. It's wonderful. I found it on Etsy and I will, I'll link to that. I don't have any sort of affiliate link, but I'll link to that. Okay, so we've done the Shining Light dolls. Um, I actually just got the kids those mass things a couple weeks, maybe a month ago, because I saw them, and they were super cute. And I really wanted – they came with one for the confession and the rosary, and the confession one was really helpful for my son to take into the confessional. And the little bundle came with the mass one, so I got one each for the twins because they, like I said, are like, when is, when is this over? What else? Um... I'll link some more things that were good ideas, but basically just like quiet. Oh, they, uh, I think gather and pray has some little poppers that are like Catholic poppers. And those are super cute. Catholic sprouts, I think is where I got the coloring books. And I think I also from Catholic sprouts, that's where I got the little adoration board book for the kids. And it's great because I leave the mass bags in the trunk of the car. And when we go into church or pop into adoration, they're already in the car and I don't have to forget them. So that's a really good gift for uh, St. Nicholas Day because then every year you can just like add to it. Like we need more coloring stuff because the children have colored all the pictures. And so I'm going to get those. And now that I'm thinking about it, I should declutter all the other coloring books that we have because I've got like old school looking ones and they're just toe up. So you can also go to the at least the dollar stores here in the South, have like Bible maze books and things like that. And so those would be really good. We have, I will say, we've I think we've gotten to the point for my kids, specifically the older kids, um, we're not letting them color or play with things unless they are, unless it's during the readings or the homily. Because I've found that they've wanted to continue to color and draw and stuff during like the Eucharistic liturgy. And it's just very, it seems to me very irreverent. I'm I'm sure nobody else notices. But the fact that I have a second child now preparing for her Holy Eucharist. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like this is, this needs to be full attention. We're not turning her back to Jesus so that you can color like a rainbow on a piece of paper. You know, again, that's just me. That's not me judging anybody. That's just me being like, no kids, this is the most important part. And I have let you kind of abuse that. And I need to rein that in. I'm trying to think of what, oh, um, I bought the girls veils, I think last year and nobody wants to wear them and that's fine. I'm not going to force them to. (laughs) So that was a waste. What else? There was like one more thing. I don't know. I'm going to try to get, um, that code for gather and pray too, because I think they offer a 10 or 20% discount for Gather and Pray, but doing that for Advent has really helped, and I'm going to give you, if you're listening to this with children, you might want to put in headphones or something because I'm going to talk about St. Nicholas Santa. I'm going to give you five, four, three, two, one. Okay, so the way that we have avoided the whole, like, Santa isn't real thing is from a pretty young age, we explained that Jesus isn't dead. He's alive in heaven, right? But who on earth acts in the person of Jesus? A priest, right? The priest acts in the person of Jesus. Is he perfectly Jesus? No, but he acts as the hands and feet of Jesus on earth. And we act as the hands and feet of Jesus on earth to other people sometimes. We should be doing it oftentimes. So we told our kids that, the Santas, because my kids were kind of like, wait a minute, the Santa at Bass Pro doesn't look the same as Santa at Breakfast with Santa. And so we said, you know what? Santa, St. Nicholas is in heaven. He's alive in heaven eternally with Jesus. But to keep his spirit alive and his spirit leads people to Jesus, we people on earth act in persona Santa. So I said, mommy and daddy act in persona Santa for our kids. We buy you guys gifts to remind you of St. Nicholas's gifts and love, which his entire story points you back to Jesus. Same thing with the Santas at Bass Pro or at your pictures or whatever it is. These Santas are acting in persona Santa. And the idea is that we are being the hands and feet of these saints on earth so that we can point people to Christ. That has been the easiest transition because you get to tell the bigger kids that na- they now have the privilege of acting in persona Santa as well. And so when you do that, you are giving them ownership of the surprise. Um, and then when the surprise is revealed, I, I, we don't like to say secret in our house, secrets are bad. Surprises are eventually everybody's going to know it's just kept a surprise for a little bit. When the surprise is revealed, you're then passing the torch on. It's not this devastating mommy and daddy lied to me thing. And so that's been really helpful. So in persona Santa, think about that, which means in the person of Santa, um, that's been super helpful, but, um, yeah, if you have any way that you deepen your faith, really dive into Advent, um, for your own self boundaries, you set, let me know, uh, you can go to my Instagram, DM me. It's at at holyhotmessmom. You can go to my email, email me at mom at gmail.com. You can go to the website, holyhotmess.net. Contact me there, however you want to get in touch with me and let me know. Um, I'd love to know if you have any topic suggestions. And uh, yeah, I'm excited um, that I have a little bit of inkling of the Holy Spirit to like get back into really nurturing my faith because I feel very spiritually dry, but it's all my fault. <laughs> so I'm um, glad I got to talk to you guys and uh, we'll be back for next week's episode, which is going to be, wait, what did I say that was going to be about? Next week's episode is probably going to be the little catch up decluttering thing. And it'll go out on Monday. So, there we go. Sign up for the decluttering challenge and you'll get all that information in your email. It's totally free. Holyhotmess.net slash declutter.